York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here to give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk Nick's versus Magic. The Knicks gonna versus the Magic tomorrow night. So prepare for that epic matchup of the Knicks versus the Magic. We decided to put together a little bit of a preview show for you guys. But it won't just be us, we have a guest. But before we introduce the guest, first and foremost, I'm gonna introduce you to my guy. It is the man, the myth, the legend. That's it. Right, G's in the building. Let's do this. Let's do this. And shout out to my, my guest all the way from Florida, Jonathan Osborne from the Sixth Man Show. He's on Blue Wire too, right, Jonathan? Yeah, we're on Blue Wire. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. I'm sure you've got some Giants fans, you know, that watched you in the chat. I'm a Giants fan myself. Happy okay. about the victory, six and one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, Magic haven't been doing too much winning so far, but the Giants are off to a good start. So, uh, you know, didn't completely ruin my Sunday. How are you guys? We're good. We're good, man. Smart man relating to the New Yorkers, calling out your Giants fan. Hey, smart. I know how to read smart. the room. That was real smart. <laughs> Well, definitely, definitely glad about the Giants as well. Six to one. Let's go. Right. Yeah, let's go. Go blue. Let's get it. All right, man. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Tomorrow night, Knicks versus Magic. Okay. And it's funny because these two teams have been in the bottom a lot. And when you're looking at the landscape of the team and you look at the Magic, you, you're looking at they had, oh, congratulations, by the way, because you got a stud in your first round pick. Finally, and, finally, yeah, we, yes, finally. Lucky you guys. You've been waiting for a long time for our number one pick, and it just hasn't <laughs> happened for us. I don't know why. Quite bad luck, but <laughs> you guys have a uh, Banchero on your side. And what I want to say to Knicks Nation is this. The Knicks and the Magic, they've had some some battles. We split last season, two and two. So even though this is a young team, I would not sleep on this team. They just pushed the Celtics to the brink the other day. I know they lost to the, to the Pistons, but the guys have the pieces to compete. Um, Even though I feel like I think we still win the game personally because I think our experience should shine through but the fact that we went two and two last season is is still you know it's a little bit shaky to me like it makes me on edge so i do not count this as a guaranteed w i i want to keep my eyes open to see what can happen but i feel like it might be like a barn burner uh would you agree with me jonathan or am i just being crazy no, I don't think you're being crazy at all. I mean, you know, we're off to a 0 and 3 start, so we're desperate for a win. Um, really excited for Paolo Bancaro's debut in MSG. I know every young Hooper growing up dreams of playing in the Garden someday, and the best players, you know, always play really well in MSG. So uh, we're hoping to see that trend continue. He's been really good, you know, so far through three games. Uh, but you know, the the 
the the son of New York, you know, Cole Anthony always yeah. seems to play well in the garden as well. Um, and uh, I believe it's his, his mom's birthday this year. I think we played in New York last year on his mom's birthday and mm. he played pretty well. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to come out with a W. But, yeah, I mean, like you, you said, more experienced team. You guys are in the playoffs a couple of years ago. The new point guard, you know, Jalen Brunson seems to be, you know, uh, orchestrating the offense pretty yeah. well so far. I know through the first couple of games, didn't have any turnovers. So um, the Magic are, you know, probably going to have to play their most complete game of the season if they want to end up with a win uh, Monday night. Absolutely. You've been doing your homework. So you've been watching Jalen Brunson get busy. Okay. Yeah. I see. I was, I mean, I was hey, trying to actually <laughs> peep some of that Celtics game yesterday, but it wasn't, and I wasn't playing on my, on my pass. It's fine, though. It's fine. But, Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's talk about the projected starter five. All right. Because there's been some injuries to both teams. So I think the starting five has been adjusted a little bit. Y'all lost Jalen Suggs. So tell me if I'm correct. That pushes Cole Anthony to the start, right? Yeah, this was the starting lineup uh, uh, last night um, in uh, in Amway against the Celtics. Cole, Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr., Looks good on my end. I see a familiar face over there in, in Evan Fournier. You know, we've yeah. seen a lot of him here in Orlando. So, um, you know, he's a bit of a polarizing figure. I don't know how Knicks fans feel about him. I know when it comes to the magic, it's pretty split on Evan. I'm a big Evan Fournier guy. I'm a big fan of his. Just always competed when he was here. Um, was definitely miscast here. I think he's probably in a better role with you guys. He's not asked to do everything. Mm. But, yeah, your, your starting five here for the magic looks pretty accurate to me. Well, for us, it's the same thing. It's a mixed bag. We have Knicks Nation who really love Evan and support him for what he does. He broke John Stark's three-point shooting record last season. So the shooting has absolutely translated, and we definitely needed that on his team. But Evan Fournier has shortcomings. Defensively, he can be a liability at times. I'm sure you know that very well. Yeah. (laughs) sometimes he just takes a nap and doesn't realize that somebody's blowing by him and sometimes it's just physical but you you take the good with the bad with evan which kind of brings me to this matchup that i'm probably most worried about in this lineup uh ross uh a nick killer i don't know what it is about terrence ross terrence (laughs) ross can score six points a game for his every game for for what 78 games and then play us four games and then drop 30 on us every four Evan when it's like when Evan Fournier plays the Celtics he goes off it's the same thing with Terrence Ross for us <laughs> and <laughs> it doesn't help that we have Evan guarding him so when it comes to that matchup that's probably my biggest worry what, what do you think Jonathan yeah, I mean, you know, Terrence Ross, obviously, um, you know, last year, towards especially towards the end of the season, we thought Terrence was on his way out of Orlando. He yeah. had a, a podcast appearance early in the offseason, and it was like the writing was on the wall. He's like, yeah, I think I'm gone. You know, they're starting to rebuild. I've already done that. I don't know if I want to be a part of that. But as soon he he's told us, he told us at Media Day this year, he said, as soon as we got the number one pick and it was Paolo, he's like, I knew that was exactly what we needed here. And it just kind of rejuvenated me. And he's so much more excited to be on the roster this year. And he looks great so far. I mean, through three games, 17.7 points, shooting 55% from the floor, 45% from the three-point line. So, I mean, if your your concerns, you know, about Evan come to light, you know, Aaron's, uh, Terrence, excuse me, um, has a, an opportunity to have a, a pretty big game. So 
Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but for me, it, it's Paolo versus, you know, the the all-star Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, defensively, this is going to be you know, one of the, the biggest tests that Paolo has had so far. And really looking forward to seeing, you know, how he, he responds going up of, uh, against a player of uh, Julius's caliber. Right. And looks like Ryan G has dropped out. His computer is having problems once again. Ryan, we got to keep that checked out, Ryan. We got to get that checked out. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I think that's the biggest matchup I'm worried about. Uh listen, if you guys haven't seen Paolo, he's he's a real deal. Three level score, shoot threes, go to the hole. He has a little bitty game. He can also pass some complete game from Paolo. So Julius Randle, I like what Julius Randle's been doing this season. He seems a lot more locked in on the defensive end. Less pouty, more happy. <laughs> Maybe Jalen Brunson has a lot to do with that. So I'm hoping he can contain him, but I don't know how to call this. That uh, matchup to matchup, it could it can go either way to me, man. Because pa- I think Paolo is just that good. So I think for us, for the Knicks, it's gonna be more about team defense. Because these guys are still a little bit young. I think Paolo still has a, uh, he's, he's a little turnover prone. So for us to kind of get over that hurdle, I think we're going to have to show him a couple of doubles, confuse him with the defensive schemes, and try to get out on a fast break and run that way. But he's going to drop 20 on us. That's what I see. <laughs> well, so far, I mean, through three games, 23 points, 41% from the floor. The three-pointers aren't really falling quite yet for him, just 23% on the season, Mm -hmm. but it's been super encouraging. I mean, I think I checked today. He's like 12th in the league as a rookie in like free throw attempt rate, right? Or free throw attempts uh, per game. So uh, the magic, each of, I think like close to the last 10 years, we finished near the bottom of the league in free throw rate. So having a guy like that, just physically imposing. And it's been pretty interesting to see some of the calls that he's getting as a rookie because usually rookies don't get a very favorable whistle. Um, but yeah, I mean, the early returns on Paolo, you know, when we were doing like our kind of pre-draft process and on our show talking about these different prospects towards the top, the biggest concern about Paolo was like just the lack of you know defensive awareness at times and whether mm. or not he could really buy in on that end. And with Jamal Mosley and, and just kind of the culture that that head coach has put in place last year as a, a first year head coach. I was like, there's no way that Paolo is going to be a terrible defender with this team, with this roster, and just the culture that they have in place. And, and we've already seen, you know, he's averaging two blocks a game through three, you know, games. And a couple of those have been pretty significant moments, you know, chase down blocks. So, um, yeah, like you said at the top of the show, uh, the Knicks have needed the guy for quite a while, and the Magic have needed the guy since yeah. Dwight Howard left. And it's just three games. We don't want to get, you know, too crazy, but it finally feels like the Magic have the guy and we're super excited to have him uh, i i would be too i would too i know I, i've been talking i've been talking a lot ryan i don't know if you want to add anything to the conversation um well i guess at the moment all i really got to say is you know of course the magic has always been an interesting matchup for us because it seems like magic has always been one of those teams that it doesn't matter whether they're good or they're bad you know like they end up at least taking like a game or two from us every season and yeah it it, it never fails so you know I think this is going to definitely be an interesting matchup I mean I mean I know the Magic are 0-3 and they're desperate for a win you know 
you know, but the Knicks do seem like they have a pretty solid team this season from one through 10, you know, the top, the starting five looks pretty solid. The benches look pretty solid as well. So it's going to be very, very interesting seeing a desperate magic team going up against this Knicks team in the garden. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The Knicks matchup I want to look at right now is RJ Barrett versus Franz Wagner. Uh, RJ is interesting because the shooting hasn't come along, but he seems like he's starting to get that bully ball back. I want to give the edge to RJ, but I also I'm seeing Franz kind of get busy a little bit. He has that little funky Dirk Davinsky jump <laughs> off one leg fade away thing. <laughs> so I'm going to give the edge to RJ, but I want to see what you think. Do you feel like I'm being biased as a fan or you feel like Franz got this? Well, I mean, everybody knows RJ is a really talented defender. Um, if we're just comparing the two players, I would go like RJ is probably the better defender right now. I think Franz is probably a little bit further along offensively. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the boy Franz Wagner. If you want to be biased, that's fine. I'm going to be biased <laughs> a little bit too. Um, yeah, Franz Wagner. I mean, the the way that he played at Eurobasket this year, I don't know if you guys some, saw some of the highlights, but uh, Germany you know, played Greece and Giannis and Tedekumpo. And uh, down the stretch of that game, uh, when when it really felt like the game could still go either way, Franz had like a 30-foot step-back jumper right in Giannis's face to really put the game away, and it was super impressive. He struggled a little bit, um, you know, finishing at the rim so far through the first three games, uh, but I think that's just more of he needs to get back in rhythm. After the long summer that he had with the German national team, we gave him some rest during training camp and throughout preseason, so he's still knocking a little bit of that rust off, I think, getting back into his rhythm. Uh, but we're big Franz Wagner guys here in Orlando. I mean, Paolo Bancaro looks to be like the superstar of the future. We estimate that Franz is everything that you would want in a number two. You know, can play a little bit of the of that point forward role. Seems to get to the basket at will. Uh, moves his feet really well defensively. With guard smaller guys a lot better than you might think. Um, like against Atlanta, he was matched up on on Trey Young a little bit and really didn't do all that bad of a job until. You know, Trey does Trey things. I mean, you guys know what Trey does at yeah, times. Trey's I don't want to get too personal here, but uh, <laughs> Trey went crazy, you know, in the second half against us a few nights ago. And uh, obviously we lost that game, but uh, I think it is close, but I'm I'm going to give the, the edge to my boy Franz. All right. Well, this is Nick's show. So we're going to ask RJ Barry. All right. Gun shots, That's, RJ. That's, <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. I'm hoping the bully ball comes back. I just need RJ to hit those threes. He's been hitting the corner threes in preseason. He's been very cold um, in this during the season so far. But for RJ, uh, he made a few really good passes yesterday. So I wanted him to keep that mindset of, yes, I can go to the hole whenever I want, but I don't always have to go for the layup. I can also set other teammates up. So that's what I really want to see from RJ Barrett. All right. Anything to add there, Ryan? Not really. You pretty much said everything right there. You know, if I have to choose between RJ Barrett and Franz Wagner, of course I'm gonna go RJ Barrett because that's our guy. And RJ Barrett, I do believe, is the better player at the moment. But you know, I don't want no magic Knicks beef. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Bring <laughs> <laughs> the beef. No, it's all, <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. Yo, this matchup is like a difference in styles. That because we have the traditional center. And Mitchell Robinson versus Wendell Carter Jr. Gonna Carter Jr. can shoot threes and he can pass a little bit. Mitchell Robinson is gonna make sure any mistake that Evan Fournier makes is erased. 
right? <laughs> so it's funny. I'm not really sure how to grade this because they're, they're so different. Like, I feel like Mitch has gotten better guarding the three. And I think for Wendell to get off on Mitch, he's going to have to hit the shot. And I'm not sure if Wendell's shot has been consistent for you guys, but I think that's the only way he might get the edge on, on Mitch with this matchup. Yeah, Wendell, you know, he hasn't gotten off to quite the start that I think some Magic fans had anticipated. I think he's averaging like 13 and 10, somewhere around there. Um, he started off last season like really hot from the three-point line and then kind of cooled off as the season went on. I think he finished just around or, or perhaps just below uh, league average you know, from be behind the arc. Um, this season, it, you know, it's been a little bit rough for him you know, behind the arc. I think the other night he went like 0 of 7 for 3 mm. in Atlanta. Think he had a th I think he hit a three last night, but I think there might be something going on with Wendell's wrist. Not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, we flew up to the, the game the other night in Atlanta uh, to watch the game. We sat pretty close to the Magic bench, and during warm-ups, he was like holding that right wrist, kind of grimacing a little bit, and then it was wrapped to start the game, but then it wasn't wrapped in the second half. I don't recall whether or not it was wrapped last night. So obviously that's his shooting wrist. Obviously that can you know throw off your shot if your wrist is bothering you whatsoever. So, um, but you know Wendell is still going to do like all of the small things really well. You know he's going to rebound. He's going to defend. Uh, he's going to keep his teammates you know involved. For a center, he's a really good passer. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, but Mitchell Robinson, I mean, we, he's he's given us fits you know for years. I, I know there was a game you know, a few years ago. I think he had like five or six blocks against us. It just seems like. Like you, like you said, anybody that makes a mistake on the perimeter, Mitchell Robinson is there to erase that. So, yeah. you know, Cole Anthony, you know, being a, a smaller guard is definitely going to have to be conscious of that. You know, driving the lane with Mitchell Robinson, but you know, we're hoping that's going to make some some drop off passes to Wendell, Paolo, Franz. All of those guys are really good cutters as well. But you definitely have to be careful of Mitchell Robinson when you're when you're driving to the rim. Yeah, I think for the Knicks, the the passing of Orlando, from what I've scene is like off and on right now if the guy if you had it on pass y'all might be in trouble because i think you have like a low assist game so the least you have pass the better is for us and maybe we can get out there and run on defensive stops so hopefully that doesn't happen and i think the three-point shooting too like i feel like a lot of hedges on you guys ability to hit that three and if you hit that three it kind of opened things up for you guys uh similarly to us it's the threes in the defense for us as well but um, yeah, the starting lineup, yo, it's going to be interesting because I love Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think Jalen Brunson can bully Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony had the speed advantage over Jalen Brunson. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Terrence Ross versus Evan Fournier. I give that as to Terrence. France versus Barrett. I say Barrett. He says friends. Julius Randle and Paolo. I know. Ooh. I don't know. Look, they might cancel each other out. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be a really interesting matchup. Knicks fans, I still feel like we're going to win. But it's going to be a barn burner. You're going to scrap this one out. It's not going to be easy. All right. You already saw what happened with them in the Celtics. It came close. Tatum had to just drop 40. All right. So let's, let's not sleep. Crazy. <laughs> now, let's get to this bench and then get out. So here's my thing. I feel like Emmanuel quickly is going to end up taking a lot of Evan Fournier's minutes because of the defense. So I've, I I feel like Evan's going to get torched and then quickly he's going to play more minutes. 
and end up guarding uh, Terrence Ross at some point. But let me know. Is this the projected bench you see? Yeah, this looks pretty accurate. We're missing a lot of guys right now. Jalen Suggs is out. Markel Fultz is still out. Gary Harris is out. Jonathan Isaac is out. Uh, Mo Wagner is out. So, yeah, this because of you know, all those guys being out, Kevon Harris is actually one of our, our two-way guys. We expected him to play a lot more uh, in the G League this year with the Lakeland Magic, the Magic's G League affiliate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going down the, the rest here, Chuma Okiki, RJ Hampton, Bull Bull. Bull Bull's been pretty exciting for us. I know uh, th- we, there's a lot of Bull Bull fans out there, even if they're not necessarily Magic fans. And then Mo Bamba. I mean, that, that looks pretty pretty good to me. I, that's most likely what it's going to be, I think. So who's the greatest offensive threat here? Because I feel like the, the deep, I feel like for the Knicks, we have to worry about the defense of Bobo and Mobamba. Specifically Bobo, because I've seen him do some crazy things where he's like running up to kind of Mitch like where he's like running up to the three-point line, blocking jumpers. Am I correct? Am I right on that? Who is there like a Bull real Bull. offensive threat here? Because for me, I feel like this is where we have the advantage. But so Bull also Bull we have to be careful night. because of you guys' defense from these two seven-footers. Yeah, Bold the other night in Atlanta did something I've never seen before. Um, I forget who it was left open in the, the left corner, but uh, Bowl was inside the paint near the left block, and the ball got swung to the left corner, and it looked like a wide-open three. A kid behind me even goes, oh, man, the Hawks have an, a wide-open three. Again, Bowl, Bowl, both feet are in the paint. He closes out, elevates, and blocks the shot of this open three-point shooter. I'd never seen that happen before in my entire life. The dude is legitimately an alien. When we saw him at Media Day, this is my first time seeing him in person. You know, we had already, you know, met with Mo Bamba, and Bull Bull walks up, and Bull Bull makes Mo Bamba look kind of short. It's really pretty <laughs> crazy. Honestly, the biggest offensive threat, I think, in this sec- second uh, unit here. It might be Bull Bull. Like Bull Bull has flashes where you know he brings the ball up, is, is taking spot up jumpers. He can hit an open three. Hmm. We've seen him having a, a little bit of an ability to drive to the rim. I know a lot of Magic fans are asking him to be a bit more aggressive offensively, um, but most likely it'll probably be you know RJ Hampton or, or Mo Bamba. RJ Hampton is really going to run you know the point guard in that second unit, and then okay. Mo Bamba you know, on any given night can knock down you know three or four threes you know as long as he's left open. So, uh, but don't don't rule out Bobo. There is a chance it's Bobo. So Bobo is the X factor. RJ Hampton is running the point. Yeah. Got you, got you. Now that the guys are injured, are you guys staggering minutes now? There goes. Yeah, my. they're definitely staggering minutes. <laughs> um, usually, Franz and Paolo are coming out pretty early. Uh, last night, I think it was Kavon Harris and Chuma Okiki, if I'm not mistaken, that were Chuma Okeke. I'm sorry, he uh, changed the pronunciation of his last name since last season. I'm still getting used to that. So it's Chuma Okeke now. Okay. Um, I think those were the first two guys off the bench uh, last night. I could be mistaken. But then they have Paolo and Franz coming back to play with the majority of that second unit. So they definitely are staggering minutes, and we're hoping to, to get Markell and, and Gary Harris especially back in the next couple of weeks here. Gotcha. I, th- I think for us, for our bench to win, I think the key for us is just to stick to our strengths and run. And just run, run, and run. Obi Toppin versus Mobamba and Bobo. Obi Toppin is one of the fastest power forwards in the league. I think if we get a stop, I, f- I feel like we might get a few easy buckets in tra- transition here with 
if we uh, defend the proper way and Obi gets loose. I think that's that's gonna be um, what we're gonna have to do here. It's just run, run, especially with two seven footers. We gotta take advantage <laughs> of our speed and keep it moving. And um, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose has to be Derrick Rose here too. Derrick Rose is still a beast. So I don't know. I I, I feel like the bench is the is the real. I feel like the bench for us might be the strength. It can go back and forth with the the starting unit depending on how things fall, the shots fall. But I feel like if we're going to win, it's going to have to be the the Knicks bench. That might be our best bet, personally. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that it might come down to that. I mean, the the starting unit for the Magic, I definitely feel way more comfortable when all of those guys are on the floor together. Uh, you know, when you start getting some of those bench guys in, I think that's where we've seen other teams really take advantage. For a young team, you know, like the Magic, it really all comes down to the small things and the details. Through the first few games, it's really been taking care of the basketball. Uh, we saw pretty close to 20 turnovers in each of the first two games. Last night, I think the Magic had nine turnovers, so really took care of the ball okay. uh, against the Celtics, one of the better defensive teams in the league. So that was encouraging. And then uh, really just like boxing out. Offensive rebounds killed us in the first game against Detroit. Seemed to be getting a little bit better. Uh, but again, for a young team, it's really all about the details. You know, you can't take a possession off, especially against an experienced team like the Knicks. So um, the Magic are going to have to play well if they want to have a chance to win on Monday. Yep. So the Knicks... Um, should be a good game. Should be a good game. Well, it's always pretty competitive. It's gonna be in New York. So. <laughs> Tom Dorosi says everybody loves to play in New York. It is not just our team. Visiting teams get up to play. They do, especially you know people who have who were born here. Like Cole Anthony, keep my eye on him. Uh, Mo Bamba is from New York as well, so keep an eye on him. So it should be a good game. Should be a good game. And I think the Knicks coming on top, but should be a good game. I think the Magic come up on top because we really need to win. You got to get that first win. The first three games have been really close, mm-hmm. and we you know played really well in MSG last year. So I'm hoping the Magic uh, come out on top. Absolutely. All right, man. Yo, thank you, Jonathan. I know you said you do 20 minutes. I think I did a good job of of getting everything in there in 20 or close to it. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Uh, definitely down to do this uh, more in the future. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, thanks for stopping by, man. We'll keep the show going. Go so you Giants. Can and, but hold yeah, up, before go you go, yeah. if you want to follow Jonathan, let him know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find us at 6th Man Show, S-I-X-T-H Man Show, uh, spelled out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Anywhere you listen to podcasts, watch YouTube, you can find us all over the place. This is a lot of fun, guys. And like I said, go Giants. Hopefully they can keep this thing rolling. But uh, hopefully the magic get it rolling on Monday. I appreciate you guys. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Shout out to Jonathan, man. All right. I need an applause button or something later. We kept the the friendly, Ryan. We kept the friendly. Yeah, we did keep it friendly. I didn't want I didn't want to know, you know, too much smoke, too much beef. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just keep the vibes nice and friendly. You know, I'm not gonna talk trash about the magic, you know, I'm gonna be cordial. <laughs> Yo, it's funny. I was thinking, I was like, do I cause if we start to do more of these, right? I started thinking, do I really want to invite a Nets fan on here? I don't know. I think I might do that show by ourselves. All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Nets. <laughs> 
about to be. It's gonna be very hard to withhold the disrespect. It's gonna be very hard to do. It's gonna be to be like cordial with a Nets fan, like for real. Oh man. But yo, let me go. How do you guys like this format? Do you like uh, us inviting other uh, podcasts here and talk about the team? I, I felt like it was a, a a good way of getting some insight that's you no know, not bias from another another fan base. You know, it can give us even deeper intel on their own team. Yeah. All right. It was cool. It was cool. I appreciate. It. Well, if this is your first time watching the show please hit the like button please hit the subscribe button we go live after every game talking nicks with me my guy ryan raw comes through sometimes when he can and so does my guy the latin assassin espn freelancer lee escobedo so definitely check us out we will be here tomorrow night talking nicks magic right after the game so we'll see we'll see if our predictions come true we'll see if we actually do end up smacking around the magic uh we'll see if uh mitch robinson dominates we'll see Jalen brunson goes off and we'll see if the second unit really brings us home all right so definitely look out for tomorrow before we leave let me just shout out to uh everybody in the chat shout out to we surveyed michael moss antoine mcneil sherin shout out to sherin sherin yes i am an iq fan and i didn't just mention that iq would probably play uh play more with the starters because of that Terrence Ross matchup. I, I say that because there's physical evidence of IQ playing good defense on film. <laughs> and if you look at the last game, IQ played more minutes than Evan Fournier. I, I feel like there's gonna be times where Evan Fournier, unless he's flaming hot from three, is going to sit down if he's too much of a defensive liability. And we already know what Terrence Ross does to us every game. So I can't imagine Terrence Ross not smoking Evan Fournier. I just can't. I f- yeah, and oh, sorry to um, oh, cut you off, but I think like you know sometimes you have to look at it and be like, okay, you may not like a player, but sometimes you have to look at the facts and look at how and look at Thibs' rotations and how Thibs, you know, puts players into the game and and in what situations, etc. So it's like, yeah, you may not like that player, but it's like that's how Thibs uses him though. And it's factual yeah. evidence that IQ did play more last game than Fournier. And if Fournier is a defensive liability, then more than likely IQ will be the one to come into the game to play in Fournier's place. Or, you know, maybe it might be a Cam Reddish, but more likely it's going to be IQ. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Until Grimes comes back, I think the coach is more comfortable with having IQ plugged in there for for more defense if Evan is for is is failing but Grimes isn't back yet uh he's still there today so um we're gonna have to wait and see on Grimes so it would be nice though if Cam Reddish stepped up and became that defensive guy and gained the trust of the coach as a 6'8 guy with a 10 foot wingspan it would be nice if he stepped up and took that role yeah yeah, yeah. all right anything to add to that I I it's funny because if you're on Nick's Twitter, it's been like an absolute bloodbath on Nick's Twitter. <laughs> Yo, man, I've never seen so much drama after a double-digit win in my life. 
Nick's, Nick's Twitter is a different animal, man. It's like, I love our passion, but sometimes it's a gift and a curse. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Because it's like, you would think that, you know, the Knicks got like a huge win. Despite it being against the Pistons, it wasn't against a great team. But still, you know, the Knicks won. But yet people can still find faults in the Knicks play and Knicks players and stuff like that. And it's like, damn, can y'all just enjoy the win? Like, why are we arguing? Just enjoy the damn win. We won the game. Right. <laughs> like, and shout out to Raw because I was in the stream and I feel like me and Raw were in sync with our messaging today. I feel like he's pulling thoughts from my brain. And I think this is probably why, like, he's on the show because we, we think a lot a lot of times, even though we have different favorite players, but we think a lot most of the time. And, and it's like, Players and coaches aren't perfect. So it's 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 mind-blowing when people tear down a player or coach when they do things well and only concentrate on the bad in a situation when there's a 25-point blowout win. You know what I mean? So it's like, the, the IQ thing, I understand. Understand, IQ did not pass the water can. I get it. He, he, he needs to pass him the ball. He needs to pass somebody else the ball besides Obi. I understand. Very valid points. But overall, he had a great game. Highest plus points on the team. Seven, seven rebounds, seven assists, 20 points. He didn't have a trash game because he didn't pass the ball to Cam. So it's like, I, and then on top of that, Tom Thibodeau actually leaned on the second unit for once and gave all these guys 20 plus minutes. No one played about, no one played 30 minutes at all. Doesn't really happen with us, but people were like, oh, tips is trash because RJ came back in the game with four minutes left, which is sucks. It's a horrible decisions. Yes. Horrible decision to have RJ and Jalen Brunson back in the game. Four minutes left. But, the bigger picture is that he's playing the kids. That's what you guys wanted. <laughs> like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. It's like, lose, lose. I believe some people, they just like to point out negatives and situations, you know, like, they don't like to look at the bigger picture, you know, like some, like some people you can genuinely tell they have an agenda against a certain player or they have an agenda against Thibs. It's loud and clear. Like, it doesn't matter what that player does. It doesn't matter how Thibs coaches that game. They're going to always find some kind of fault within that player. They're going to always find some kind of fault in Thibs. And sometimes people have to be objective and be like, okay, even though I may not like this player, this player played well tonight. And I have to give him his props for playing well tonight. The same thing with Thibs. I might not be a big fan of Thibs, but if Thibs rotations are on point and Thibs coaches this team to a win, I have to give them props for doing so. And I think a lot of people fail to do that. They just, they're just stuck with their agendas and how they feel about a player and how they feel about a coach. And it doesn't matter what that player or coach does, they do not like them and, and don't like give them no credit whatsoever. And, and it's crazy. It's crazy. What's... I'm waiting for us to all breathe. <laughs> and it's funny 
because last season I was like, man, I was questioning myself. I was like, yo, these kids are still on the bench. We're playing well. Tibbs is still benching them. I was leaning to the side of, dang, maybe we should get rid of Tibbs because he can really mess up our assets long term if he does not actually play these kids and they actually have value to the NBA in the long term. But if this season he's starting to do that, and that was my biggest concern, and he's starting to do that now, I'm going to start complaining. I'm not going to steal one of the fire tips because of last year, if he's grown from then. So I'm, I don't know. I don't and, know. And, 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 and okay, Sherwin, <laughs> have you watched the episodes? I've been giving Randall credit since the beginning of the damn season. So get out here with that BS talk about we hate Randall. Nah, I've been credit this whole season so far. Sherwin, you, know, you, you have not. You clearly do not watch the show. You clearly do not watch the show. <laughs> Sherwin, Sherwin, have you been here the last three episodes of us praising Randall? <laughs> have you been here? I don't got to defend. I don't even got to go up like Ryan. Just check the videotape. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on every, YouTube. You can check every it. Every damn episode, preseason, everything we give this man check credit. It. Check it. You can check last season. I was hating on Randall last season. I was laying on Randall last season for sure. Well, yeah, last season he deserved it. That's, that's why. But this season <laughs> improving. This season he's been playing well, and we've been giving this man credit. I don't just stay on somebody just because, just to stay on them. No, I'm objective. If someone is playing bad, I'm going to get on them. But if they're playing good, I'll give them their credit. That's how I am. That's how. That's I, how that's it how goes. Hey, Sherwin, our my love for Obi does not mean I hate Randall. This this is what people misunderstand. This is what people don't understand. I can like Obi and still like the way Randall's playing. They're not mutually exclusive. All right. <laughs> they both wore in blue and orange. <laughs> and they both blue and orange. Boy. They 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 repping the same gang. And then and then my thing is this too. It's like, yo, even this season alone, wasn't I getting on Cam in preseason? But then when Cam came out the first game of the season and had a good game, I gave Absolutely. him credit for having a good Absolutely. game. Absolutely. So I'm like, come on now, man. I don't I don't just hate on players just to hate on them. If they play bad, yeah. I'm gonna get on them. If they play good, I give them their props. Yeah. It's cool. Simple. It's cool. Yo, shout out, shout out to Jay Boogie. Shout out to Jay Boogie. I see you in the chat, Jay Boogie. We don't have um there's no phone calls today. There's no phone calls today. Um, I don't want to stress Fritz out. <laughs> And I want to do a quick show, actually. I want to actually, I have to go do some things for my family, so I want to get out of here. But I also want to talk to you, to you guys a little bit and enjoy your company. But I, th- I think it's a good place to wrap it up. I have to get that out. I have to get that off my chest before I wrap the show up. All right. But, um, but yo, <laughs> shout out to everybody in the show, in the chat. Shout out to Mansa, Mansa Deshaun, Hardwill, <laughs> Demetrius Barnes, Still Dre, Jay Boogie. New Yorker, CFA 2618. Shout out to Sharon. Shout out to my guy, Nuggy Fresh in the building. Oh, shout out to Nuggy Fresh who actually gave the idea to um to, to see about this FUBU TV thing. If you didn't know, if you go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT, right? You can watch uh, MSG free on FUBU TV slash KOT for seven days. Now, I know it works for New Yorkers. Somebody s- said... They couldn't find MSG when they tried it. I know it works for New Yorkers. Um, so try it out. 
and you'll have it free for seven days if you don't have Fubu TV. And if you extend, if you actually pay for Fubu TV, they don't, it's no, uh, what do you call it? There's no contracts or anything. You can cut off whenever you want. They have a bunch of live, live cable, live sports, football, basketball, regular BT, all that stuff. So, and if you buy it after you click the link through us, you will help us out as well. We'll get a cut. So salute to Fubu TV for working with us. And you'll know, you will know that it's through us because it'll say on top when you click the link, it says for KOT followers. All right. So you know that that is through us working with Fubu TV. So shout out to Fubu TV and shout out to Nuggy Fresh for uh, suggesting that. All right. All right, man. All giants are down. Oh, okay, okay. All right. That's our show, man. Appreciate you guys. Rock with us. We'll be here tomorrow talking Nick's Magic live. All right. So, Ryan G, let him know where he can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L at I N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. Content will be coming soon. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And let's go, Giants. Let's Six go. and one. We right. outside, okay? We, we, we outside. in here. Let's go. Right, right, right. Yo, and before we leave, hit that like button, man. Get those likes up. Get those like up and subscribe to the channel as well. But definitely hit the likes. It's going to help the algorithms push us up. I can't even say algorithms. Algorithms. It's going to help the algorithms push us up and help us get seen, get bigger, better, better. And we can even bring bigger, better, better guests to the KOT show and go this thing out. All right? That is our show and as always shout out the worldwide west everywhere we go we leave a worldwide mess it's a mess out here in these next youtube streets and twitter streets that is our show we are out of here peace